everyone. Welcome back to Well Then, a podcast where we talk about all things wellness and putting your health first. I'm your host, Megan Scherer. All right, guys. So tuning in today with another episode for you all about gut health. A lot of you know I recently released my new program, Holistic Habits for Gut Health, and I've been getting tons of awesome questions about gut health and digestion in general and how to improve it. I know that a lot of you are struggling with digestive symptoms. So I wanted to address some of those questions and concerns um, and share some more helpful information with you today. And first, I just want to acknowledge that digestive issues like bloating, constipation, diarrhea, gas, indigestion, and you know, gut infections, things like that are all becoming more and more common. And honestly, it's really rare that I meet somebody who doesn't struggle with at least one of these frustrating symptoms. And for me personally, I a lot of you know I've been no stranger to digestive pain over the years. And when I first started struggling with these symptoms, I was a teenager and, you know, gut health wasn't something that was really openly talked about or talked about very often. So it was almost like embarrassing to have to go to my parents and my doctor and say like, I'm, I'm having all these issues and it's, it's really frustrating and it's painful. And I started to get skin rashes from food sensitivities as well. And they ran countless tests. Seriously, I can't even tell you the amount of scans I had and weird contrast dyes I had to drink and, um, you know, blood tests that I went through in order to get some answers. And ultimately what they told me was that I had IBS and some food sensitivities. And I was told, you know, keep taking Tums when I didn't feel well, and that really wasn't helping. And so I really am passionate about educating people on ways to be really proactive when it comes to their own health and how to take charge of your health in a way that has you develop a better relationship with your body and with food, because it really sucks to have to be afraid of food. And to live your whole life afraid that eating a certain thing is going to trigger a whole bunch of symptoms that are going to make you want to just like stay at home and not see anybody and wear your baggiest sweatpants because it hurts to wear anything else. And, you know, it's frustrating when we're told that just there's there's not much we can do besides take an antacid or some other medication. So, so, you know when we look at all the people who are experiencing these issues more and more and still not getting answers, what's the problem? Is it our diets? Are we not consuming enough probiotics? Is it just like something in our water? Um, The short answer is that it is often many different factors combined for different people. So everybody who's experiencing gut health issues experiences them for lots of different reasons. And I go into those more in my program to help you figure out what those are specifically for you. And it, to be quite honest, often does take a bit of diligence to truly heal chronic digestive issues. So it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to be like a seven day cleanse and you're fixed or a 30 day quick fix. Although you can see improvements in your symptoms over that amount of time, it really takes a long-term commitment to healing to see a difference over time. Um, But there really are these smaller habits that we can make or change on a daily basis that will absolutely contribute to having a healthier digestive system and a happier tummy so that you're not scared of feeling all those symptoms out in public and you can just 
live your life and have fun with your friends and family and loved ones because I know that's something I avoided a lot of when I was feeling sick. Um, so today I just wanted to share a few of the surprisingly effective um, small habits that can make a difference for you that aren't often talked about in mainstream gut health literature or media. Um, I'm sure if you have an interest in gut health, you've heard about like the importance of probiotics or eating enough fiber, things like that. These are smaller habits that you might not even think about that are really going to make an impact on your gut health, especially if you experience um, and suffer from chronic symptoms. So let's dive in. So the first tip I have for you is to stop drinking iced beverages. This is a tough one for a lot of people, especially if you are an iced coffee addict or an iced tea addict, um, which, you know, coffee and even tea to some extent have their own gut health implications, but we will save that discussion for another time. Um, or if you're just like me, you love and really enjoy the refreshment of a, a super ice cold beverage, especially on a hot summer day. I know right now while I'm recording this, it is summer in New York City, and that means it is really hot. It's my first summer here. It's very humid. It's sticky. It's I don't typically do well in hot weather, and sometimes you just want a cold beverage to cool off. But I am so sorry to say that the unfortunate truth is that cold beverages actually put our digestive tracts into a state of contraction and shock, essentially, so they don't do their jobs properly. So when you drink that iced beverage, your intestines constrict and uh, don't have as good of blood flow, so they're not allowing any food you've eaten to flow smoothly throughout your body and, and complete the digestive process. And it can also impede nutrient absorption as well. So if our intestines are constricted like that when they're supposed to be digesting, digesting, it can cause gas, bloating, indigestion, and stomach pain, just to name a few. So the best thing you can do for your gut is to skip the ice and drink all of your water and your other beverages at room temp or warmer. And trust me, I know that that's not as fun. And for some people that might even like weird you out a little bit. But I, I do promise that it is a worthwhile lifestyle change. And it it's pretty easy to get used to. The, the first couple weeks, you might be like bummed out, like every time you go to drink water, like, oh, this isn't as crisp, isn't as refreshing. It's kind of weird to drink room temperature water. But I promise you get used to it and then you get to the point where you actually crave it and you notice better, deeper cellular hydration when you drink room temperature water versus cold water. So give that a try. Uh, another tip, don't eat so many foods at once. So this, this one might seem a little bit contradictory because a lot of people talk about like getting in lots of different nutrients, maybe, you know, a big superfood salad or a smoothie with tons of different superfood ingredients in it. Um, or if you're like me, I'm somebody who's always loved to just eat a little bit of everything. Like I like to try all the different things and I'm a big fan of tapas style meals because you get to try a lot of foods, which is really fun. The tricky thing is here that our bodies need to produce different digestive enzymes in order to break down different types of foods. So there's a different enzyme for fats and for proteins and for different types of starches and carbohydrates, um, for dairy and different types of sugars. 
and those the production of those enzymes gets triggered when we eat those specific foods. So when we overload our bodies with too many foods at once, like at a buffet or like a Thanksgiving dinner or just, you know, anytime you're eating a combination of lots of different types of foods, a lot of that food can end up undigested and stuck in our digestive tract. And then when food gets stuck in our digestive tract, that can lead to fermentation and bacterial overgrowth, which again, causes all those uncomfortable, painful symptoms, bloating, gas, constipation, etc. That's not fun at all. <laughs> so if you do happen to be eating a heavier meal or a meal with lots of different foods, you know, whether it is Thanksgiving or a holiday or just, you know, a night out and you want to enjoy yourself at a restaurant, um, you can at least take a digestive enzyme um, supplement to help support that so that you're giving your body a little extra boost to break those foods down. But as a general rule of thumb, when you are suffering from chronic digestive symptoms, simpler is better. So stick to just, um, you know, a couple different foods at a time or foods from the same food group at one time. Um, if you're really struggling, then there's even, you can even explore the idea of doing a mono eating cleanse, which is where you just eat one specific type of food for a period of time in order to give your digestive system a break and let it heal. But that's a different discussion entirely. So for now, just think about that. Um, this comes into play a lot. Like for me personally, I notice this um, in the evening times, if I've had a big dinner that let's say I had like a salad and also some like chickpea pasta um, with sauce and whatever else. There's already a few different foods going on there. And I personally love having fruit for dessert. And I'm one of those people who like always needs to have something sweet after a savory meal. Um, but when I do eat fruit after a big dinner like that, that included fats and proteins and carbohydrates, I without fail, most of the time, I'd say 95% of the time, we'll notice some sort of digestive result from that, like at least bloating, because the fruit naturally digests more, much more quickly. But since I ate it after all the other food, it's getting stuck at the top of my digestive tract because all the other food digesting more slowly is in the way. And then the fruit ferments and it can cause gas and bloating and stomach pain, which like, I won't lie to you, that's a bummer. I love to eat fruit at night, but I know that it just doesn't work for me. So I just have to be a little bit better about food combining or spacing those meals apart, you know, eating the fruit a couple hours after dinner once I've given dinner time to digest. So just start to notice your food timing and your food combining and how it's working for you. I also get deeper into food combining in my guide if you want to learn more about it. All right, going back to the topic of water and hydration. Another tip I have for you is stop drinking water with your meals. So this one is really important because, again, we're talking about digestive enzymes here. When you drink a big glass of water with food, the water is diluting those precious digestive enzymes that your body needs to break down the meal. And it's interfering with the digestion process, which, again, can exacerbate all your symptoms that we've talked about. Obviously, hydration is super important, especially for motility and preventing constipation and just keeping your body healthy. Um, but what you want to do is just keep your water intake um, separate from your meals. So wait about an hour after you finish eating um, or an hour before your next meal to drink 
larger amounts of water. If you really need some, some liquid with your meal, just stick to a few small sips. Um, and again, get the bulk of your hydration in between your meals. All right, I've got so many more tips I wanna share with you guys, but I'll just do one more for today um, and, and we'll dive into some more in another episode. So my last digestive health tip, which is um, a small habit but can make a surprisingly big difference, is um, no more eating at your desk or in your car or while watching TV. Basically, no more distracted eating. Um, when we eat in a distracted state, our digestion the digestive process is basically a little bit delayed. So we're really used to multitasking in our very fast-paced society, and we often hardly notice that we do it or don't think it's an issue. Like, what's the problem with eating while you're watching your favorite show or responding to some emails? But basically, when you start eating um, without sitting down and being mindful to the food that you're about to eat and don't take the time to let, you know, your... So, so there's a process basically where your body starts producing enzymes and hormones that it needs in order to digest and to feel satiated after your meal. As soon as you start smelling your food and looking at your food and interacting with your food when you're about to take a bite of it. So when you're not looking at your food or not paying attention to it, you're actually not starting that digestive process that needs to happen. And those enzymes aren't produced um, at the right time or in the right amount. Um, and again, leads to all those symptoms. So here, the best thing is to develop a practice of mindful eating, where you just focus on breathing deeply before your meals and try not to have any distractions. And it can be as simple as just taking three deep breaths and kind of settling into your body before you start eating and setting down your fork in between bites as well, not eating in such a, a hurried or rushed fashion, um, giving your body proper time to digest, absorb nutrients, and um, emit those satiation hormones as well so you know when you're adequately full. Plus, food is a lot tastier and more enjoyable this way. You actually get to savor your food when you slow down and pay attention to it or pay attention to the person that you're with while you're eating because food can be a social experience too. So give that a try. All of those are just like I said small habits that could impact your digestion in a big way and everybody's conditions are unique. Everyone's bodies are unique. We're all struggling with different things um, but you'd be surprised at, at what the little things can do to add up and make a big difference um, over time and, and even in the moment when, when you give them a try for the first time. So let me know if any of those things worked for you or if you have other questions about digestion. Like I said, I've been loving getting all the questions you guys have been sending in and I will continue to do more episodes and blog posts and social media posts about these topics. So make sure that you're following me on Instagram at Megan Share. Subscribe to my website, empowered-bodies.com. If you have requests for specific topics, feel free to send me a message and let me know or ask me questions. And if you know anybody who's suffering from chronic digestive symptoms or frustrating, painful gut health symptoms, go ahead and pass this episode along to them so that they can learn from this as well. And um, thank you, as always, for tuning in. And until next time, have a happy and healthy day. Thank you.